0: next week. We are having service on Sunday morning. Um, There is a, I said it every week, no pressure. If you've got family things, do it. It's okay. But um, we are talking about a supernatural Christmas. God is, you You know, know, Christmas Christmas is more than just a magical time of year. It's supposed to be supernatural. And last week we looked at what happened when a king was born. Uh, We went home uh, last week Sunday and uh, Sunday evening I get a text from Katie back there and she said hey have you heard this song which was the last one we sang uh, and I thought well that's that's good we'll just throw it into next week's thing and we talked about the birth of a king how the view from what the view from heaven was like when Jesus was born today we're going to talk about something a little bit different go if you will to uh, Joel chapter 2 Joel chapter two. In Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight, he says this: "He says, and it will be that afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh." So, who's he pouring his spirit out on? So, whoever you need to hear that word, all flesh. He says, so it'll come after that, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh (laughs) and your sons and your daughters daughters will prophesy. prophesy. So prophecy is part of this. He goes on and says, your old men will dream dreams. Well, what's an old man? You're all old men. You're always, you're older than somebody said your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions and even on my men servants and maid servants so in other words God doesn't care he's going to pour his spirit out on men and women <laughs> so everybody gets in this and I'm maid servants and in those days I will pour out my spirit now, we see the fulfillment of this over in Acts chapter 2. Let's go jump over there real quick. If you hear me crunching a cough drop, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 2. But this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Now, in Acts chapter 2, if you don't know, this is where the, the Holy Spirit came down, rested on them. They begin to pray in other tongues. And they're going, what's going on here? Well, Peter stands up and says, and this is that which is prophesied by the prophet Joel. He said, in the last days, it shall be, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, even on my maid, man, men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Do you know how you spend one third of your life? Say it again, Brent. Sleeping. One-third of all of our life is spent sleeping. And I believe that in this time, and especially in... Jody gave a word last Wednesday in intercessory prayer that God has shown her a sword that came down and chopped off somebody's ear. And and what the Holy Spirit told about that was that God's gonna take away our natural ear so that we can begin to hear through the Spirit? All right? So, if we're supposed to hear into the Spirit, I believe that every part of our lives should be filled with the Spirit. And so, if we spend a third of our time sleeping, I think we should redeem that time. <laughs> and how do we redeem that time? Is because we're gonna to go to what He said, what happened to the young. He said, they will dream dreams. Christmas is all about dreams. Do you know that the Christmas season is filled with supernatural dreams? It's about dreams. We, we think, well, it's about this and it's about that. It's about the presence. No, it's about the king being born. But it is also about God wanting to pour supernatural dreams into you. And I believe we're headed into a season where God is going to give you dreams. Oh, that are gonna blow your mind. You'll wake up and you'll be confused. And you'll say, okay, God, I gotta understand. It'll bug you, it'll get in your spirit. And you'll say, okay, God, you gotta help me here. I need to know what this means. (laughs) I need to know what this means. Kierkegaard, and I know I butchered that name. He was a 19th century Danish philosopher, theologian. He said this, God is always speaking. Unfortunately, we're not always listening. If God is always speaking, he is actually speaking to your spirit in the nighttime, even when your eyes are closed, because sleep to a believer has nothing to do with our body shutting down. It is a time when everything gets quiet and our spirit is actually awake. Your spirit doesn't need sleep, Brent. Wendy, your spirit's always awake. Your spirit hears God all the time. And so what God is wanting to do is to take the time where your flesh is out of the way, your all the cares of life are gone, all this stuff is removed, and he wants to speak to your spirit, and he wants to give you these supernatural dreams. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of dreams that we're looking for. So, well, how do I know it's not just a crazy pizza dream? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later because sometimes there's those two. Lana, I've had people come to me and say, I don't need to tell you about this dream. And I said, What do you get? I don't get nothing. Let's pray on it, or it might just be, What did you have for dinner? But God is looking to redeem the time. I believe we're going to live in an age where. Every moment of our 24 hours in a day, He wants to speak to you. And I think it's time that we open up ourselves and get ready to say, speak to me in my dreams. <sighs> um, let's talk about the dreams of Christmas. The first dream we see is in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. It's okay. Last week, I preached like a crazy fella. I want to teach you something this week. In Matthew chapter 1, he says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, <coughs> excuse me, before they came together, she was found with a child by the Holy Spirit. So before Mary and Joseph came together, as man and woman often do, she was already impregnated. And you can look in John, and you can look in Luke, and you can see that the Holy Spirit came upon her told her that she was favored, and she was impregnated with the incarnate God, all right? But so here Joseph comes in, finds her already pregnant, and verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make a public example, and he had a mind to divorce her privately. Now, wait a minute. How could he divorce her if they were engaged? You got to remember in the Jewish customs, the moment you got engaged, you were considered married. So, for her to put her away, he would have to divorce her. So, him being a righteous man, he wanted to do it privately. So, I want you to understand what Joseph's going through here. Joseph is facing embarrassment, he is facing ridicule because, you know, they're going to hold hands walking down the street. And everybody's going to look at her and they're going to be able to add. (laughs) So he was looking at a life of embarrassment. What do I do? And so he goes to bed. (laughs) And when he lays down, look at verse 20. And while he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, how? In a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For, for he who is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. First thing I want you to catch, what is the direction of this dream? First thing he tells him is the actual sex of this child. So when he, she, he's like, okay, wait a minute, what's he getting ready to show you? He's getting ready to show him How his life is getting ready to play out folks I'm telling you God is getting ready to open dreams up in all of you to show you the very steps that you should take to show you what you should be leaning toward the steps what steps do I take what steps do I go to I don't know what to do where do I turn how do I do this where do I go (laughs) come on God wants you he doesn't want us just going through life willy-nilly just saying, eh, well, whatever. No, he's willing to show you what is to come. <clears throat> so he says, he said, him who is conceived in her uh, is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In verse 18 to 20, what you first see here is the first dream we see of Christmas, a dream of direction, what to do with your life, where to go, what to happen, Am I the only one that's ever laid down and said, God, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know where to go in this situation. I don't know what's my next step, what's my next thing. God, you've got to show me something. And we lay down and we wake up and we go, what in the world did that mean? Well, if we learn to listen with our spirit, here's an activity you need to start doing. As we head into 2023, gosh. When you lay down, how many of you say your prayers before bed like you were taught as a kid? Okay. I know our whole lives of prayer, we should be praying all the time. How many of you pray to the Holy Spirit before you go to sleep? See that usually, that usually shocks people. Pray to the Holy Spirit? Well, God, why wouldn't I? It's time that when we lay down, Holy Spirit, Who lives on the inside of me. I have steps to take. I have decisions to make. I need to understand the things of my life. You spoke to Joseph and told him what to do with every part of his life. So now I'm asking that you do the same in me. This is what we're going to talk about today. Activating your spirit for supernatural dreams. He wants you to to be be able able to lay lay down and look at him so that in this time where everything's quiet, you can say, speak to me. Speak to me in my dream. He was going to divorce her. Now he gets direction. The second thing you see is in verse 20 is dreams of destiny. Here's what you, you may not understand. In the Jewish culture, the father named the child. And when he names that child, that name declares that child's destiny. So what did he do? He began to declare, the Holy Spirit began to declare the destiny of Jesus. He began to declare the destiny of Jesus. You will call his name. Now we know Jesus is the English Translation from the Greek which translated from the Aramaic and the Hebrew <laughs> what his name would have been in their tongue would have been more like Jehoshua well that sounds a lot like Joshua because that's where we get it from it means deliverer Greek it came out Yesus which is why we have Jesus they're all the same thing But the word means deliver. So what he began to do, he began to decree a destiny of Jesus before that child was ever born. He began to decree because why? Because the father had to make that declaration. The father had to make the declaration of destiny over the child. I'm telling you, God is looking to speak into your mind, into your spirit, while you even sleep, the destiny that the Father has spoken over you. But you have to get ready. Lay down. Say, Speak to me my direction. Speak to me my destiny. Show me the steps that I should take. Give me, let me tell you, He will show you everywhere to go. Are you with me? It's destiny can be spoken to you in the middle of the night while you're waiting for something to happen. Matthew chapter 2. Y'all just keep believing with me here. I'm telling you, I'm I'm just going to tell you how the enemy's fighting today. We've got people sick out all over this place. I came this morning. My voice didn't sound like this in practice. Did it? The enemy don't want you to know your destiny. He don't want you to know you can get direction. You don't have to go through life confused. You don't have to go through life going, God, what do I do now? What do I do? We spend so much time begging God, what do I do? 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 do do?" He says, if you will just be quiet and if you won't be quiet long enough, I'll take you to a place where you lay down and everything gets quiet and I'll begin to speak any of the language and I'll speak your destiny. And I'll speak direction. Then Herod, verse 7. Then Herod, who had privately called the wise men, carefully inquired of them what time the star had appeared. Now we know the story. I don't know why we have this, but I do know why. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> why do we think there were only three wise men? It never says it, because some song, I heard that over here, because some song told us, we three kings, (laughs) listen, there were so many that came with these wise men that entered Jerusalem that night, the word says that it caused such a ruckus, this is why Herod wanted to know why they were there, because three men could sneak in and out real easy, But there were so many of these men and women that came in. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we think it's just a little thing of gold? They had a caravan of treasure. They brought a caravan of treasure. I'm telling you what, it was so much gold that Mary and Joseph was able to live off of it. (laughs) <laughs> listen verse 8 and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search diligently for the young child I'm just going to do, clear up some Christmas confusion the wise men weren't there when at the manger he was a young child by now he was a little kid not a baby So they went and found the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again so that I may come and worship him also. Let me tell you, if you know anything about Herod, Herod wasn't worshiping anybody. He was vicious. He was cruel. He had his own son killed when he thought his son was going to take over his throne. He wasn't one to worship Jesus. Matter of fact, we'll see it here in a little bit. He began to kill every baby under two years old, which tells us that Jesus was about two years old. He said that I may worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed, and the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star... They rejoiced with great excitement. And when they came into the house, see, told you he wasn't in the manger. They already had a house by this time. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. What a sight that would have been! And when they had opened their treasures, They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned, what? Some of you are doing things that will take you into places that aren't right for you. The next dream that I believe that God wants to release in us, just like he released at this Christmas time, is the dreams of warning that what you're doing now has to change because it won't end the way you want it to end and being warned in a dream that they, they should not return, return to Herod. Again, they're, they're getting direction, direction, but, but now it's so a warning. Some, some dreams are for direction. Some dreams are for destiny. Some are for warning. To say, hey, the, the, the path that you've you're chosen, imagine what life would be like if he led us in dreams as much as he led us, led the, the ones in the Bible. Yeah, but that's in the Bible. What, that, well, I also read that he's not a respecter of person. I also believe that what he does for one, he does for all. So not only is there dream of direction, there's dream of destiny, but there's also dreams of warning. Maybe someone in our life is headed in the wrong path, and we see they're going down the wrong road, Perry. What if we begin to pray for them this way? God warn them. They won't listen to me. They're hard headed. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit, I ask that when their flesh is quiet, when their brains have settled down, when everything is quiet and they're asleep, that you invade their dreams, that you bring warning. Oh, my goodness, folks. Do you realize how every step, the footsteps of a righteous man are what? Ordered by the Lord. So how do we get those orders? Sometimes we we just have to open this up, and we get orders that way. Sometimes we hear him speak. Sometimes somebody prophesies over us. But there's also those times when you can lay down, you close your eyes, and he says, ho, 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 put the brakes on. Put the brakes on, because I need you to go a different way. Folks, these are the dreams of Christmas. This is how life at this time of year, all every day, but this is what this time of year, it was more than just the Savior born. That was part of, that was the hugest part. I know that. But it's also a time of dreams that when God began to speak, listen, he, he spoke in dreams all throughout the word. And being warned in a dream that they should return, should not return to Herod. They return to their own country by another route. Verse 13. Let's look at the third dream here. I'm telling you. Now when they departed, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Joseph. Here they are, they got a house, they're settled in Bethlehem. Thought, okay, here's where I'm going to make my home, with my wife and child. The wise men and all their caravan takes off, and he goes down, closes his eyes, goes to sleep, and God begins to speak to him again. Some of us are like, God, I want to hear you audibly. I want to hear you audibly. Speak audibly to me. How about he just speaks to your spirit however he can get to your spirit? Let me tell you, there are times in my life where I'm I'm, I'm sure, Pastor Dave, I know what I want to do. I know the direction to go, and I know that. I won't listen to him. I know I'm the only hard-headed one in the building, right? there's times where I just won't listen. He has to wait until my brain's not trying to figure it out. And he can speak to my spirit. And so here's Joseph. He, he, they wave by to the caravan. He goes to bed that night and being warned in a dream, the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and by night and departed to Egypt you didn't realize Jesus spent some time in Egypt growing up too right oh my goodness here we are now we have direction we have destiny we have a warning dream when this one could be confirmed a warning dream but he also what's he telling them He's given them another direction here, and it's a dream of protection. Because sometimes the things I'm doing in my life are going to get me in trouble, Rachel. The things I'm doing are not going to turn out well for me, Brenda. And he has to come to me and give me a protection. Say, if you do this, I will protect you from this. Man, I'm telling you, everything that could ever affect you and I in this life, God can address through your dreams. And it's time as you, as spiritual people, as spirit beings who are connected and tied to God through the spirit. Well, I don't believe I'm tied to God through the spirit, except for the verses we started out with. Where I will pour out my spirit on all flesh i just don't believe it's for me he didn't lie he said on all flesh that means everyone needs these dreams everyone needs to be guided by dreams again does that mean every dream no some dreams are just crazy so now verse 15 look at verse 15. He remained there until the death of Herod. To fulfill what the Lord has spoken through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. Prophetic dreams. Dreams to fulfill the prophecy that was spoken. Go to verse 19. Are you with me? I'm telling you, you should get so hungry for the spiritual dreams. We'll we'll, we'll look at some other things. Verse 19 of Matthew 2. But when Herod was dead, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph. Look at this. Dreams completely fill the Christmas story. It's vital to the believer that we operate in supernatural dreams it's vital. Well, I don't believe it's vital. Then somebody should have told God to quit having everybody dream. I mean, we're barely in this thing. We're already up to the fourth dream here. But when Herod was dead, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and Joseph to appear, uh, yeah, you all can read that, appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. And he rose and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when they heard that Archelaus reigned in Judah instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Nevertheless, being warned of God in another dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Verse 23 And when he went and lived in a city called Nazareth and that was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, he shall be called a Nazarene Every dream fulfills the prophetic destiny of the Messiah and it's funny how we can still look Throughout the ages, we still have people say, well, I just don't believe all this about Jesus, but everything happened. There was an old prophecy 400 and some years before Jesus that he would come out of Egypt. So he spoke to Joseph in a dream and said, go to Egypt so that that word will be fulfilled. He said, there was a prophetic word that he would be called a Nazarene. So he spoke to Joseph in a dream. Go to Nazareth so it will be fulfilled. It's a prophetic cycle in the Christmas story that God speaks to his people in dreams. And I'm telling you, if you will take this today, your dreams are gonna wake you up. They're gonna wake you up excited. Well, what if I don't understand them? We'll talk about that in a minute. What if I don't get it? We'll get there. But I'm telling you, some of you right now are probably thinking back on dreams you've had that is stuck in your crawl. You all know what that means, right? That's not too southern. I am from West Virginia. They've been stuck in you and you've wondered and you've asked God, God, why do I still remember every detail of this dream? Why is it still in me? Because he planted that in you and you are about in the season. Some of us, it's it's stirring up right now because he's getting ready to reveal to you what he what you dreamt. Mm. He's getting ready to reveal to you what he put in you in a dream. It's been a seed that's been growing all this time. And we're moving into a time that's been been fertilized, it's been sat on, it's been watered, and we're moving into a time where this thing is getting ready to bust through the ground of your spirit right out into the open, and you'll understand what it means, and you'll make the necessary changes or the necessary directions, and God is going to prophetically through that dream bring you to the land that he promised. Well, I just don't think he does that. Somebody should have told him. (laughs) What if we as a people decide to become? Well, let me ask you this first. What if all of these people would have not listened to the dream? Do you realize it was vital to each member of this story to listen to the dream that God gave them? Because one little place, oh, one little place of disappointment, one little place of disobedience would have changed the story that we have at Christmas. What if Joseph would have divorced? What if he would have divorced Mary? Mary? Well, what would have happened is she would have been labeled, there's kids in here, she would have been labeled, and no one would ever take him serious because of what he had been. What if the wise men would have went back and told Herod? Well, that was a weird dream. Huh. Well, anyhow, let's go back let's go and tell the king. That's just a, that's just a respectful thing to do. And then Herod decides just like he did to kill every baby two and under. What if Joseph wouldn't have got up and went to Egypt on a dream and stayed right there as the slaughter of Bethlehem happened? What if he would have stayed in Bethlehem again when Herod's son was still alive? Folks, do you realize how important these prophetic dreams that God wants to put in you are? They'll protect you. They'll warn you. They'll give you direction for your life. They'll give you the the, the guidance that you need. Dreams, what are they for? How the fate, man, do you realize how the fate of the world would have changed if one person of these, one of these characters wouldn't have listened to their dream? What happens to my life if I wake up and it's been in me so hard and I I can't forget this dream it's still there and I wake up and it's like I'm not even going to try to find out what it means I shouldn't have ate that last night him. what am I missing in my life when he begins to drop prophetic dreams and I decide that it's not worth pursuing well this is a little weird man you don't talk about I'm here for a Christmas message, dude. It's exactly what you're getting. This is a supernatural season. This is a supernatural Christmas. This is, so what if dreams might come to you? It's time that you and I lay down at night, and one of the last things we say to God is, Holy Spirit, everything's going to shut down here in a minute. But my spirit's still awake speak to me in the language of dreams. What's the purpose of dreams? The purpose of dreams is to awaken people to God and the realm of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of dreams dreams is to creatively illuminate illuminate the truth of God's word and ways. Create, how do you know? Because dreams are creative. Because you're creative. That's why we have to have them interpreted sometimes. That's why it's still on Carol's heart trying to figure out why I was at her house and Ernie was carrying boxes. You say, what do you mean? I just told you one of her dreams. hope you don't mind. Oh, my goodness. But I tell you, it's time to find out. I believe it's time to find out soon. And as you do, he's going to show you that direction that you've been seeking. Why is he carrying boxes? Because he's one of the most helpful people and individuals I've ever met. But you're carrying something into your destiny. Mm, You're carrying something into the next season of your life. So, get ready. Get ready for... Oh... (laughs) Dream's confirm direction. Uh, As most of you know, Dee and I pastored in Canada uh, for a few years. and uh, (laughs) Dee laid down, we laid down one night, and she's like, okay, God, I'm not getting this. I don't have the same direction that Brent's got, so you're gonna have to speak to me. And this is what we laid down before bed. She said, I need a dream, God. I need a dream. That night, I had a dream. The next morning, she said, you missed it. This much, this much, God, you missed it. I woke up the next morning. I told her, I said, listen, this is what's going to happen. I said, I dreamed that I I came into this area and the sheriff of this area met me and said, we've been waiting on you. I said, come on, I need to take you. We're gonna go get coffee. And I, so I went to this restaurant with the sheriff and I walked into this restaurant and I, and I saw all the paintings on the wall. I saw the color of the carpet. I saw everything. <laughs> and so we sat there and I was given the assignment From the law, the authority in that area. And I woke up and I knew immediately what it was. So in September of 2012, Dee and I get into Arborg, Manitoba, Canada. And the elders of this church said, we're going to go out for breakfast in the morning. And I had told Dee this whole dream. And so we show up at the restaurant, and I said, D, this is the restaurant. She said, what? I said, "But this is before we went in, the color of the carpet is this. The color of the walls is this. Around, we're going to go through the door, and around the corner, here's what painting is going to be sitting on this side of the... Why? Because I already had the authority. The, 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 the law. And we walked in, and she's like, oh, my... I knew we were supposed to be there. It was a great time of my life. It was a great two years of my life. I learned, uh, you know, I thought I went there to pastor a church. I think I learned more than they did. I don't know. But God knows how to give you direction. I had another dream about going into Canada. I was driving up a long, straight dirt road. I mean, this road was straight dirt road. Gravel flying behind me. And, I, and all of a sudden I look in the back seat, and Brother Hagan's sitting there. And I turn around and I look at him and I said, "What are you doing here?" He said, "You're here to take this message to these people." When we got to Canada, once you got out of town, it was all dirt road. There wasn't a curve anywhere to be seen. It was as straight as an tip. Don't tell me. You can't can't convince me. You can't convince me that God doesn't speak to you in dreams. And I'm telling you right now, you're sitting here. He's getting ready to open your spirit, and he's getting ready to start speaking to you in dreams. That will give you the direction of your life. (laughs) Go to Genesis chapter 37. Is it okay if we just teach a little bit more? Dreams are meant to be miraculous. They are meant to elevate your faith. Verse 5. Now Joseph dreamed a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. Listen, not everybody's going to be up for your dream. Sometimes you should keep some things to yourself. (laughs) because what God is wanting to take you to not everybody gets to go or at least it gets to go the way you're going they may end up in the same place so Joseph dreamed a dream and when he talked to his brothers they hated him even more he said please listen to this dream which I have dreamed and we were binding sheaves in the field and all of a sudden my sheaf rose up and stood upright and your sheaves stood around it and bowed down to my sheaf. This is their little brother. And his brother said to him, Will you really reign over us? Or will you really have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. Then he dreamed another dream. Don't tell me dreams aren't important in the Bible. In your life, then he dreamed another dream, and and told it to his brothers. You'd have thought he'd learned the first time, Perry. (laughs) Uh, He said, "I have dreamed another dream. The sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me." And when he told it to his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him. And said to him, what dream is this that you have dreamed? Will I and your mother and your brothers really come to bow down, ours, to bow ourselves to you on the, to the ground? And so his brothers were jealous. Look what happens though. But his father kept the matter in mind. Isn't it funny? He recognized a, a, a spiritual dream. Rebuked him for it, but I'm going to keep this in the back of my mind. Well, you all know the story. His brothers decide that they're going to kill him. Then one talks him out of killing him, said, let's just make dad believe he's dead. They take his nice, pretty coat of many colors. They throw him in a well. They sell him off as a slave. He goes and, 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 and uh, he goes and makes good for himself. He goes to Egypt, ends up in prison again and ends up second in command. And in prison, he makes good for himself as the lead prisoner. So let's look real quick at the language of dreams, and we're going to probably end up here real real fast. Y'all okay? The language of dreams. A prophetic dream will be be remembered remembered. when all your other dreams seem foggy. foggy. You, 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 you can, can, you can recall, recall it to this, this day. day. Encouragement, you ready? Encouragement, start getting you a notepad or something you can record. When you wake up in the next few weeks from a dream that just impacts you so heavily, write it down. Speak it into something recording so that you don't forget they're prophetic they'll nag you until you get an answer so back to Joseph he's in prison he's now the the lead prisoner and here comes the butler and the baker no the butler and the baker not the candlestick maker from Pharaoh's house all right they have a dream he asked them, tell me your dreams the butler said this, he said, man, I, I, there was a vine, it had three branches, it budded up, it produced grapes. He said, I squeezed them into a cup, and I gave them to Pharaoh. Joseph said, ah, here's the, here's the answer. In three days, you'll be restored back to your position. Well, what does that have to do? See, sometimes they have to be interpreted. Well, what does the three mean? What does the three vines mean? Why did I, you know, I squeeze the cup? Then he went to the baker and said, well, tell me your dream. He said, well, there was three baskets. Now, what was the common factor here? Three. He said, there's three baskets, and I was carrying them, and birds were picking at the pastries as he carried them. Then Joseph had to give him not so good news, that in three days it wouldn't end the same for him. And Joseph said, just remember me when you get to Pharaoh. Two years later, Pharaoh has dreams. Joseph's been sitting for three years two years. Yeah. Go to Genesis chapter 41. We're almost there. You hang with me all right. So Pharaoh verse six, 14, So Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph and he sought him and hastily out of the dungeons he shaved himself, he changed his clothes he came to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph I have dreamed a dream that there is no one can interpret it and i've heard that you can understand a dream to interpret it and joseph said pharaoh what's the dream he said i was standing on the nile seven healthy cows came out they were grazing they were eating they were having a good time he said then all of a sudden there were seven sick cows
1: they come up they ate the good
0: cows he said okay here's what's going to happen You're going are have seven years of plenty where it's a good time everything's going to get fat and healthy he said you have to store your grain. He said because after that seven bad years are coming and it's going to be famine in all the land. See, so he began to interpret this dream. And so because of this, now all of a sudden Joseph gets made second in command of all of Egypt. He went from the from the pit to a prison, now he's in the palace. Why? He began to listen to his dreams. He listened to his dreams. He listened to others' dreams. He began to interpret their dreams. And now, as the famine spread throughout all this land, his brothers and his mom and his dad and everybody was starting to go hungry, they said, well, we heard in Egypt. They got all kinds of food there. So let's go. And when he saw them standing in the food line, he called them in. And as he stood before them as second in command of Egypt, all his brothers bowed down. Sounds like a answer to a dream. Sounds like a dream he had several years ago. See, dreams don't have to be answered right now. But I promise you, if he sets this dream in you, he will bring it to pass in his time. And it will have every answer you've been waiting for attached to it. Dreams are how God communicates. They're symbolism. It's it's like the the seven. Seven signified years. He'll he'll bring it about. Interpretations, they'll come. But how do we do it? I mean, remember uh, Pharaoh had Pharaoh's wife had a dream about not Pharaoh. Pilate's wife had a dream about Jesus. She told Pilate, "Hey, don't have nothing to do with this guy. This ain't going to end right." And he ignored that dream. Thank God. So what do you do with dreams? Here you go. I'm going to leave you with this, guys. Write them down. Speak them into your phone. Get Get a a tape tape recorder. recorder. Do Do something. something. Write Write them them down. down. That way you can determine later if you had a bad piece of ham (laughs) or the Holy Spirit. So write them down, okay? The next thing you need to do, if they're spirit-led, start praying into them. Not praying to them, praying into them. God, I need to understand this is in me. I know this is a dream from you, so I need you to show me. I need you to guide me. me. I need you to direct me find out what the symbolism means how do i find out what what the symbolism symbolism means means. use Use your your bible Bible. use scripture Scripture. stay Stay off off of google Google. (laughs) google's all you let me tell you you can go on google and find all kinds of dream stuff but i'm I'm telling you that spiritual it's going to be in the word your spirit's going to get it uh talk to somebody trusted talk to a pastor I've got all kinds of pastors in this room. Talk, talk, to to talk to a pastor. Talk to a trusted friend. Talk to a mentor. Talk, talk to, to somebody, somebody who, who operates in the interpretation of dreams. <laughs> Get spiritual counseling about these things. Right before we went to Canada, before, these, these, all, these dreams all happened before we ever went and visited the first time. I had another dream and I was preaching in this place I'd never seen before and I looked down and they had no clothes on but I was covered in leaves and I thought what in the world I mean it's, I mean I'm just covered in leaves and there was this little tiny fella walked over to me, and in my dream he said, "A maple leaf looks good on you." Wow! Wow! If you if you know what the Canadian flag looks like, that'll make sense. So, folks, you have to understand. He will show you even the direction, and that those three dreams led us into the next. Two, two and a half years of our life where we got to meet great people. We went into a town that only had two churches in it that I can remember it was the one I pastored and another little tiny church. During that time that we were there, Dee got connected with a group of people where we actually got to go into the public school during school hours and bring the message of the Gospel. We're 30, but it, in a matter of just a, a, a school year, I think it was, it was somewhere between 40 and 60 kids. D, you'd have to ask I I don't know if she kept the numbers. Kids gave their hearts to Jesus. <clears throat> that was worth two years of my life where we watched a church grow where we watched people grow, where we saw people come alive, folks, this is what God wants to do in you. I'm nobody special. It doesn't happen to just pastors. It happens to everyone. And I believe that Holy Spirit is getting ready to awaken you With dreams that He has dropped in your spirit, that will show your destiny, your direction, will give you warning, and will show you where you need to go. All you have to do is be open to it. Last verse, Job chapter 33, verse 14. For God speaks once, yes twice, yet man does not perceive it. Look at verse 15. In a dream... In a vision of the night, when the deep sleep falls upon men in the slumber of their beds, he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction with dreams. This is a supernatural Christmas. This is a Christmas where, Holy Spirit, we're going to get different. We're going to get sure. We're going to be intentional, Holy Spirit speak to me in my dreams and then by dawn all will be well again amen Amen. let's pray father we thank you for today holy spirit thank you for you thank you for what you do and as you speak to us in our dreams let us always be open father I thank you for the dreams that are in this room right now that's been stirred up that you begin to answer that you begin to give direction that you've been sitting on for years. I thank you, Father, that you begin to open up warnings. You begin to give direction. You begin to speak to us in ways that only you can speak, and we will know what you are saying. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.